Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. This is The View from Vitale, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor. ESPN Hotline to be joined by our friend, the Blues Analyst for 101 ESPN and Bally Sports Midwest this year. He's Joey Vitale joining us here ahead of Blues versus Coyotes. Joe, how you doing, my man? Joey, Joey, Joey. Ah, doing great, doing great, fellas. Doing great this morning. How are you? Uh, doing really well. So, Joe, let's start with the, the big decision that the Blues made earlier today. Joel Hofer going to be in net tonight against the Coyotes. What'd you make of that? I think it's a great decision, you know, for, for many reasons. I mean, listen, you know, Craig Brewery talked about we got to get him in there. What does he mean by that? Well, he means that I think the last time he saw a game action was October 7th, if I'm not mistaken, against the Chicago Blackhawks. And he only came in for, I believe, one period. And he didn't face a lot of shots. I think he only faced maybe two or three shots in that final, that final period against the Chicago Blackhawks. So if you look at using a backup, tradition in a traditional sense of where you want to use them in a back-to-back situation and kind of only that well if you play october 7th for one period and you look at the first back-to-back situation where you're going to lean on a backup that would be the calgary van and that doesn't happen until next week and guys it's almost three weeks if you were to wait for that first back-to-back almost three weeks would have gone by between when joel hofer played that period against the blackhawks and ultimately either against the calgary flames or the vancouver canucks so Craig Bruby looked at the schedule. It is what it is. It always starts out relatively slow for St. Louis with these big gaps like we just saw. So you got to figure out a way to get your goaltender in there, who you're going to lean on a lot this year. I think it's a great decision to get him in there. I think to get him in there against a team that Jordan Bennington has actually had struggling numbers against in the Arizona Coyotes. I was talking to Bill Armstrong this morning, of course, the GM for Arizona. We were actually laughing about that seven-game series a couple of years ago where the Coyotes couldn't really leave town because of the COVID <laughs> kind of mess. But, uh, listen, the Coyotes saw a lot of Jordan Bennington, and, and Jordan Bennington saw a lot of the Coyotes. So what a cool opportunity for Joel Hofer to come in against a team he's not familiar with. But more importantly, guys, a team that is not familiar with him. A bigger goalie moves very well. So uh, against a struggling Coyotes team that's trying to get above 500 early in their, in their season, uh, but go up against a big goalie they haven't seen very much. So I think it's a great decision all around. Joe, does this tell you that this season is going to be more of like a, a 55-45 split with these goaltenders? Because last season, Thomas Grice wouldn't be playing in this game. It would, probably would have been Jordan Bennington once again. Well, yeah, I mean, this is where the luxury of having a Joel Hofer uh, compared to maybe an older goaltender like a Thomas Grice. You know, I had Thomas Volkun in Pittsburgh. These older goalies that, you know, they're, they're, there's two different... I guess mindsets when you talk about goaltender situations in the league, 
you have this kind of bona fide number one, and then you have this old kind of wiser number two. And that's where the Blues went last year, having an older Thomas Grice. But Jordan Bennington was the guy. Everyone knew that. You know, this this year is very similar to what they had a few years ago with Billy Huso, where you have a 1A and a 1B, let's call it. And I think that that, that certainly is when you have a Joel Hofer type, you, you want to use that. How, how do we lean on that? You have to get him more games. The reality is this. One of the biggest things the Blues did poorly of last year, and not, not their own fault, just the way it panned out because of Thomas Grice's play, they had to overuse Jordan Bennington. They had big big stretches in, in January and February where they were nipping and clawing and trying to get themselves in a better spot. And games like tonight where, like you say, Alex, instead of going with the backup, you had to go with your starter because you really need these points. And you had, you had more confidence in your starter than, let's call it, your B goalie. But this year is going to be a little differently. I think with the caliber of a goaltender that Joel Hofer is, absolutely, maybe a 60-40 split. Do you get him 30 games and maybe Bennington goes, you know, 51-52. Last year, Bennington was the third most, uh, had third most games of any goaltender right behind Ottinger and Connor Hellebuck. I think he, I think he pushed mid-50s. That, that's too much for him. Some goalies maybe can take it. I think they realized last year that Bennington, his sweet spot's going to be around 50. Get him 50 games, maybe get a good backup 30, 30 plus. And that's certainly going to be the case this year because when Bennington was overused, he got overly tired. You know, he's not an overly big, strong goaltender. He's more of a slender build. I think his legs, they're, they're worried about his legs getting too exhausted uh, like they did last year. So you're bringing Hofer and you bring in a good, a good goaltender like Hofer, get him games and, and start early and start often. Uh, like I said, uh, getting back to the amount of time gone by. If you don't get him in one of these next couple games, it'd be three weeks before that first back-to-back. So wonderful opportunity for them to set the tone early in the season, saying we're, we're not only going to use our backup to give Jordan Binton rest, but we're going to use our backup because he's just that good. He's going to win us some hockey games. Joey Vitale is our guest here on 101 ESPN. You can hear him on the call tonight with Chris Kerber. That starts at 7 o'clock. You can also hear him on pregame coverage with Alex beginning at 6. Your home of the Blues is 101 ESPN. Joe, normally if I was asking you about Tory Krug on a special teams unit, I'd be talking about the power play. But so far this year, in the first two games, he spent three and a half minutes on the penalty kill. That's just 30 seconds less than what he spent on the PK the entirety of last season. What have you seen from him so far on that unit? And what do you make of the Blues going with him on the PK over guys like Marco Scandella and Tyler Tucker? Well, listen, I think that you look at a Tory Krug under Mike Weber, and, and Tory Krug is, is a is a player to me that has had a complete 180 uh, as far as his disposition, his attitude, his approach to his preparation of games now. Um, not to say he was unprepared last year. I think he was as prepared, and he's always had that competitive nature. But there's just another level to him right now. And I've noticed it in preseason, you know, going back about a month ago, running into him at the rink. Uh, he's one of those players that he's so good about just, you know, small talking and, and making light of a joke or just something to kind of throw me off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just been very businesslike for him. I mean, it's been so businesslike where – he almost looks to me like he's a rookie and he's trying to make this team and he's trying to sustain himself for a long time in the NHL and he's looking for a contract. You would never think that this guy has the, has the, the comfort cushion of a long-term deal like he's currently in right now. He, you just wouldn't think it based off of how he has been presenting himself and the approach he's had to every single game and just his overall serious business-like attitude. So I say that because, you know, BK, I think that Mike Weber and Craig Bruby have seen that in camp. 
I think they've seen it in practice. And they're like, you know what? This kid's coming in determined. This kid's got a chip on his shoulder, rightfully so. He's got a lot to prove, which is a good place to be if you're a hockey player. You know, I know what happened to him this summer. It's not ideal. No one wants to go through that. But I think down the road, he's going to look back on this summer and Tori Cruz and say, probably that's the best thing to happen to me. Because at the end of the day, you realize you're not as safe as you think you are, even though you do get a long-term deal. And you realize every year you still have a lot to prove. It's the greatest league in the world, and you can never, ever get comfortable. And that's the worst place you can be. And I think it was a, a bit of a shot to him this summer. But with that being said, I think he's looking at this thing now as a positive. This has really got him going in the right direction. And I think Mike Weber has seen that, and they've seen the competitiveness. They've seen his giddy-up. And like, you know what? Let's use him on the PK. He's closing plays quickly. He's ending plays. He's making that good first pass. He's terrific as far as clearing pucks. Ever watch him play a game? Whenever he has to make a clear where the puck is on the end wall, much like Alex Petrangelo was so good at, he can pick that puck off the end, that yellow dasher, better than anyone on on this team. And he can get a good 200-foot clear aerial over everyone's head. So with those intangibles along with the attitude, uh, to me it's a no-brainer why you want to use him not only on -on 5-on-5 power play, but certainly on the penalty kill as well. Joe, final one from me. Does this feel like an opportunity for the offense to kind of have a coming out party? Because it's an Arizona Coyotes team, although good on the offensive side. Defensively, they've allowed, I think it's an average of about 33 shots per game. And their power play, or their penalty kill, I should say, is third worst in the NHL. Well, this is going to be a good test for them, Alex, because I said this the other day. I believe I was talking to Randy about it. You know, this is going to be a test because tonight, you're going to have the opportunity to get off the game plan a little bit. Based off of how you've grabbed three out of the first four points, playing that hard, just stifling defensive style, this is a game if you're a player, you're playing the Coyotes, a team struggling, a team in between, a team retooling just like you. You know, do you get off the page? Do you get away from what's made you so successful up to this point in the season? And do you think goals? Do you think points? Do you think offense? You know, it's got to be. It, this is going to be the biggest test of their year because can they stay disciplined with how they've won and achieved points so far early in the season? Because, like you said, this is a game where you might think points, you may think goals. If I'm Braden Shen, I haven't got a goal in the year yet, and maybe it's tonight. If you're Robert Thomas, I want to get on the board, right? You got to be careful. As much as you want to be greedy and you got to let these players play offense, if you if you play a certain way and you forget about defense, this can turn into a track meet. And I'd say one thing, the Arizona Coyotes can hurt you in transition. They can hurt you when uh, coming into the zone, three-on-twos, two-on-ones, if you get to find that sloppy game like they did in stretches last year. Uh, I said it from the beginning, I mean it. This team, has, they know how to have success. They know the formula. It has to be hard defensively. It's got to be exactly what we've seen in the first two games. The big question mark is, do they have the leadership? Do they have the veterans to keep everyone accountable to do it night in and night out? That's going to be the biggest challenge because you look around the league and you're going to see the Edmonton Oilers beating up on the Nashville Predators 6-2 or whatever that team was. And you're looking at the Colorado Avalanche you know, blowing out the Seattle Kraken. You're starting to see that, and it's going to be very important for the team to stay disciplined is that this is their formula. And their formula is going to be winning a lot of low-scoring games. And the leadership, and, the, and the, especially the offensive guys, have to be okay with that. They just have to. Joey Vitale, you'll hear him on the call tonight with Chris Kerber. You'll also hear him on the pregame coverage for Blues versus Coyotes. That begins at 6 o'clock with Joe and Alex. Joe, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk with you again soon. It sounds good, but you guys have a great week.